An idea can come from anywhere, and graphic designers pull inspiration from what's around them, from the simplest river to the largest cities. Join Paris Fox as she talks about the tools, strategies, tactics, and possibilities in modern medium design. So welcome, everyone. I am here with Paris Fox uh, to introduce our new podcast. And in this new podcast, we're going to talk about ideas, creation of graphic design based upon those ideas, and how you might use some of these tools, techniques, and skills going forward. So Paris, I'm really excited about your new podcast series and can't really wait to hear about uh, what you come up with. Before we get started, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? It's my understanding you're a student. Where do you go to school? Yeah, I'm currently studying film and graphic design at Portland State University in Portland, Oregon. I've just started this past fall, and so far so good. It's been a really positive experience learning about art and applying what I'm learning in the art school to what I'm learning in film. So where are you in your college career? I'm currently a junior, probably finish up in about a year or so. So what interested you in graphic design? I've definitely always had an affinity for art and a creative process behind what I'm doing, whether that's academic or profession-wise. So it made sense while I'm still at school to kind of pursue that tactical side of the field and be able to take, you know, abstract ideas, concepts, theories, and take them with me out into a job when I graduate. So within the context of your academic work, is there a graphic design course of study? Yeah. So basically, the way that Portland State approaches it is you kind of get this really core foundation of art that any student who's taking art, art practices, graphic design, you're all immersed in this practice that they call core. And so core is going to consist of time, surface, space, ideation, all of these things that you wouldn't necessarily think of apply to graphic design, but are going to help in the long run. So when I think of graphic art, I think of things from movie posters to podcast logos to artwork I see on the computer to, I don't think of painting as graphic design. Would that be correct? Yeah, no, that's definitely a different medium. But what I wasn't expecting in the graphic design program was to be integrated with all the other students that are, you know, more interested in a drawing perspective or paint as a medium. And so it's given me kind of a better background to establish where I can come up with creative ideas, whether that be designing logos or working on websites, working in music, and kind of just go from there. So why don't we start with what you just ended there with the creative process and even the start of the creative process, which at least I would think of as an idea. Mm-hmm. How do you come up with an idea? Does it pop in your head? Does somebody tell you, here's your idea, go run with it? Do you see something? Do you collaborate with others, which would allow you to formulate an idea? What is that part of the process? It could really stem from any of those things that you just mentioned. The past maybe year or so, I felt pretty stuck in a creative rut. And so when you feel that way, it's difficult to know where to begin with an idea. And even if you have an idea, like what that may be, because things are going to change and things are going to turn into something different and you might not end up with what you started with. But the foundation of ideas or concepts are what we're going to use as art students to really kind of formulate any type of work that we put forth. And so for me, it's easy to get caught up with how one thing is when you think of it at the beginning, like 
even just something as simple as a drawing. You could be drawing a landscape in front of you and could look one way in front of you and it could be something totally different on the paper. So it's easy to get caught up in what you think something is supposed to be and what it's supposed to look like. And it's kind of been an important process for me, at least, to learn about letting that preconceived notion go. So are you talking about sort of a perspective or are you talking about a view or are you talking about something different? For me, it's been learning about this perspective of understanding that an idea can come from anywhere. For instance, this class that I'm taking ideation, it wasn't exactly what I expected. It's about the Willamette River, which is a river that runs through Portland. But it's funny because in the class, most people can't, like, they don't understand how this river applies to the formation of ideas. But it's really just a base point. Like, you could think of anything as a base point and then go from there and think about what you knew before, think about what you know now, think about how things have changed with that idea. It doesn't have to be about creating something tangible. It could just be, you know, kind of a mind map, and you can go from there with it. So have you used mind mapping? Not in school, no. Just kind of that old elementary school technique of brainstorming, thinking about one thing that will lead you to another. Right. So. So I'm very much intrigued by your uh, Willamette River kind of analogy or, or use. So could you describe for us how you might use it? For instance, the Willamette River runs, as I recall, the length of the state of Oregon, and certainly in Portland, it's one type of river. Mm-hmm. As it moves through the state, there's rapids, it's, it shrinks down, it speeds up, it does different things. So maybe you could sort of describe how the different perspectives you have of the Willamette River. Yeah, totally. I mean, there was little that I knew about it before I began this class. Even on the first day, we were introduced with our name, our year, and the river basin that we grew up by or that we were born near. And so for me, I was born in Texas, like thousands of miles away from this, from the Willamette River Basin. So the closest river I could think of was the Buffalo Bayou. And that's a little bit different than the Willamette River. But, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it was interesting for me to think about these things that I knew when we first began talking about the river and what I didn't know and its history and its past and its future, because that's something to consider as well. I mean, a river like that that stems from the Columbia, this massive river running through Oregon, has served generations upon generations of Oregonians living there, but it's completely different from when people first settled. It's this incredible dividing line between the city, each side of the city whether you're in the east or the west, has a completely different feel to it based on what side of the river you're on. And so for me, I was thinking about what this river has meant to people living in Oregon for hundreds of generations and what it means to us now and how things are going to change if it continues to kind of be this space of contempt from locals. Because Portland is known as a really green city. Like, people think of Portland and there's trees, people are eco-friendly, like... We recycle, (laughs) we compost, but the portion of the limit that's in Portland is the most polluted portion in the entire state. And you're right, it runs all the way down almost to the southern tip. When you think of it somewhere closer to Eugene near the Mackenzie River runoff, like that's a beautiful area and it's serene and it's tranquil and it's natural. But what was interesting coming back from the river and seeing what people gathered and what people saw mostly, it was trash. And so there's this real kind of distance that the people of Portland have from the Willamette. Like, you know you're not supposed to swim in it. You know you're not supposed to really go in it. But 
we never knew this time that it was used either recreationally. I mean, people upriver have been using it for fishing for years that can no longer eat the fish that inhabit it. So it's really been interesting to think about the lifetime of this river and how that can form form my ideas and how those ideas will change. So certainly the visual constant movement of water moving, constantly changing, constantly evolving, forming, reforming is an apt metaphor, but it strikes me that you're talking about a much bigger scale. It's not simply the continual movement of water, but it's your reaction to it. It's how you perceive it. It's seeing the Willamette River in Portland in one phase and yet downstate or even closer to Eugene, which is not very far from Portland, seeing it in a different light there. How does that help you in the creative process? Or I think you called it the ideation. Yeah. I mean, even just going down, we took a class period to walk from campus down to the river across the Tillamook Bridge. No, it was the Tillicum Bridge. Even just that, like the Willamette and all these bridges that cross it have such a history of Native Americans. And so it was interesting to think about that and how the land has changed and what's sort of become of Portland and of Oregon today was such a historical place. But going down there, I was expecting to kind of pick up nature, pick up like sounds of water, be close down to it and feel how cold it is. And when we got there, there were these barriers, like there was a bike path and you couldn't really get down close enough to the water to feel like you were in nature. And the only sounds one thing that I've been thinking a lot about is what you hear when you're experiencing something or when you're experiencing art. And the only sounds I could hear were cars on the freeway, off in the distance, kind of droning. wasn't so much up close, but there was no sort of that like calming, serene sound that you would expect to hear when you're down by a river. So in terms of that, I kind of came back with this artificial idea of what I had of the limit and kind of how trashed it's been and how, you know, there were clothes strewn about, there was trash, there was like empty bottles. When we had an art exhibition the following week, and people came back with photos of needles, like just anything that you wouldn't necessarily see by any river in any city. And so coming back with that and trying to form now what I think about it are kind of it's just interesting that so much is going on around the river and we cross it every day and life is just happening and it's cycling. And like you said, like the water is constant change and that's what's happening above it. But we have no idea even what's going on beneath it, except that the fish are no longer <laughs> edible. And so for me, I really came back with this idea of a loop of this continual cycle and this continual change that's happening as we access the river every day, whether we look at it when we cross the bridge or we take a boat ride on it, it's still going to be a part of daily life in Portland, even if we choose to ignore it. So Paris, this has been a fascinating exploration of ideas, how ideas form, how the ideas change, and how you might incorporate those ideas into graphic design. So thanks. Thank look you. forward to continuing the conversation. Sounds good. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Modern Medium Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you spread the word by subscribing and leaving a review. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.